BAM Radio Network. We're role models to the kids. Kids need to be seeing what, how you dress for work, how to be professional that way without thinking, oh my gosh, what is she wearing today? Our clothing has a tremendous effect on how we perceive ourselves and others perceive us and how we're received. And this is crucial for teachers and students. Concepts of appropriateness and professionalism are ultimately too subjective and will get us into social and legal trouble. Hello, it's time for Teacher's Aid, strategies, tools, and tactics for the challenges teachers face. I'm Ray Pika. After coming upon two articles in one week lamenting the inappropriate clothing teachers are wearing, I knew I had to tackle the topic for Teacher's Aid. So here with me to talk about it are Eve Michaels, Beth Freeberg, Amanda Dykes, and David Bloomfield. Welcome all. Beth, you've done research exploring what constitutes appropriate dress for teachers and have found there's a lot of confusion around that word. And so tell us about that in a nutshell. Malloy did a lot of work in the dress for success mode in the 1970s, which we have carried its work close to this time. But it's not a social norm for what's professional, what's dressy, what's casual, but it's what's appropriate for the situation. Because if you think about teachers dressing for success, what is the measure of success? It's their students' achievement. So we want students to dress appropriately for the educational environment they're in, whether they're in an automotive classroom, whether they're in the library, whether they're in a preschool situation where students sit on the floor. So they need to dress appropriately to be successful. And so professional to dress is really appropriate dress. Do you think there should be a specific dress code? I mean, there could be teachers who'd be completely surprised that what they're wearing is considered inappropriate. Well, yes. You know, there's been a long history of looking at employee dress. And expectations really are sometimes tied to the values and the organization in which they belong. In this case, the school and the community in which they're located. And employee handbooks or policies within that really provide a norm, which is really an expectation or guideline for dress and the reason. So if we allow teachers some flexibility but also provide norms for behavior. For example, I did a study that looked at all kinds of dress, pictures of teachers in various dress. And we found that men and women who were dressed in light sweaters or polo shirts and khaki slacks were viewed as appropriately and professionally dressed for certain situations. So alternately, we had teachers who were dressed in T-shirts that didn't cover the belly and shorts and sandals and were viewed as inappropriately dressed. Eve, you're the author of Dress Code, in which you assert that our image impacts not only our success, but our morale. If you wanted to weigh in on that? Yes, I think not only do we need some guidelines desperately, but teachers need to be aware of grooming and lingerie so that their clothes fit them properly and they're really well-groomed, with it, which is a powerful message to send to students because this is not being taught in the homes. And this is what I'm trying to get taught in America again about having pride in our image. When a teacher is not dressed appropriately and is not well-groomed or wearing things that fit them well, it is a distraction for the students. And the students spend so much time focusing on why the teacher doesn't look good that it pulls away from their message. And that's the same in any business environment. Anytime we don't take the time to dress and groom well and have our clothes fit us well, we are pulling away from what we are saying because people look at us and they just kind of feel like, ugh. And, and I know we've all felt that way with many teachers during our education. 
So the thing is not to only look appropriate, but in my many years of experience, it's to dress well into a level where your message is what they're paying attention to and not why do you look so bad. Got it. David, you're a law professor and a rather dapper dresser. I would have imagined you'd be all for dress codes for teachers, but you surprised me when you implied that even provocative attire might be okay. So explain yourself, please. I think that we, in these discussions, uh, have a propensity to create needless pressures for conformity, and there's a tyranny of the dress police. Uh, People who are comfortable with their own attire trying to impose it on others. We do dress for our own self-image, and something that is regarded as disruptive is not necessarily disruptive when it comes to today's students, uh, many of whom have piercings, tattoos, and other adornments which we may not think are appropriate. Uh, I think that particularly school leaders don't want to get into the situation and shouldn't have to get into the situation of measuring hems above the knee and the degree of cleavage, uh, which I think has happened in past decades. And so you disagree with all that's been said prior to this? I, I really do. I think that students are much more accepting of varied dress than many adults. And I think that we want to model not a conformist society, but one where there is a high degree of freedom of expression. I agree with being non-conformist. I love when people are creative, but so many people don't put any time or effort into their image, and they show up not being well-groomed, not being pulled together. So you're right. They can look like an artist, and you can have some cleavage, but if it's spilling out so much that the male students can't focus on what the teacher is teaching, I don't agree with you. And I think people need guidelines. Because what we have going on in this country now is total fashion anarchy, and no one knows what's appropriate for a situation anymore. And people don't realize what an impact their image has on not only themselves and their productivity, but everyone around them. And there's many, many studies to back that up. Well, I think we shouldn't have fashion anarchy, but we shouldn't have fashion fascism. I agree. I love creativity and I love personal style. And I think teachers can be tattooed and have piercings and still come across as brilliant. But we have to take into consideration what we're teaching, who we're teaching to, what grade level. Okay, so Beth, David told me that that people need to dress like who they want to be. So if new teachers dress like the young people they want to be, do you see that as a problem? We have to look at the social role that teachers play in school. Uh, I did a study that we looked at, in terms of role theory, we looked at teacher dress. And we found that this was a U.S. study of 103 school handbooks for teachers. And we found that they really address three issues. They address conventional dress, they address casual dress, and the handbooks talk about immodest dress. And conventional dress includes grooming. It includes hair, footwear, dress, and appearance. If you think about dress, it's not just body supplements, what you wear, but body modifications, tattoos, almost bizarre implants that people get. Casual dress, of course, includes jeans and shorts. Is it okay to wear flip-flops? Is it okay to wear a school t-shirt? And then expectations about modesty have to do with wearing foundation garments and revealing traditionally private parts of the body that people can see. So there are categories of dress. I'm, I'm not so much for 
you know, prescribing you have to wear a black skirt, you know, three inches below your knees, but rather provide some general guidelines that reflect the values of the community. Thanks, Beth. Okay, Amanda, I've had teachers tell me that they're negatively affected when they see their colleagues dressing inappropriately. Are you negatively affected if you look around and you see teachers in, you know, midriff, top? I think so. I think I think it makes me uncomfortable. It's not something you want to be, you know, looking at all day or trying to avoid your eyes. I think it does cause... Students do talk about it. They'll come in saying, you know, did you see what she's wearing? Or, you know, I can think back when I was in school and I would think that as well. This is David. I think that discomfort is not an adequate reason for making somebody do what they don't want to do. We have to be tolerant of each other's differences. But how about appropriate? Making students distracted or uncomfortable. We have to have some kind of protocol for professionalism, even if it's wide and varied. Uh, and, and it can be ethnic, but if people have to look, have some clue of how to dress, and they don't anymore. Okay, we are running out of time, and I do need to get some final comments. Eve, your final advice, what I would like from you is a recommendation for teachers who are unsettled by what they see their colleagues wearing. I would recommend that, that a person, instead of criticizing others, just be the shining example of dressing well and great grooming. And I have found in my experience, when you do that, other people will step it up. Be the example you'd like to see. Be the example you'd like to see. Amanda, what's your best advice concerning clothing for the teacher who wants to be considered and treated as a professional? The word professional is the key thing here is that we are professionals. You know, we all have college degrees. We all have, the majority of the teachers I work with have, you know, master's degrees or higher. When you're dressed just like a 12-year-old kid in your tennis shoes and your t-shirt and your shorts, you, you kind of don't set that example and you don't draw that line. And I think that the, the word professional needs to, you know. Yes. Thanks, Amanda. Absolutely. Okay, and briefly, your advice, Beth. Teachers are really role models for students, given the amount of time they spend with them. And in many schools, there is a student dress code, which is likely to be very ineffective if adults don't set an example. Okay, and David, your final thoughts? I think that concepts of appropriateness and professionalism are ultimately too subjective and will get us into social and legal trouble. Well, that's a final thought. Give us your best advice now. My advice? Yeah. For the teacher who wants to be considered and treated as a professional, what do you think? I think people should have their own concept of what is appropriate and we shouldn't have police in schools telling people how to dress. Okay. Nothing I love more than a lively conversation and this has been just that. Thank you so much for weighing in on this touchy, touchy topic. Thank you. Hmm, not quite sure what to say. I'm certainly not a fan of conformity, and I absolutely love expressing myself with my attire. But do I think it's okay for a teacher to bear her midriff or even to show up in class in ripped jeans? No. I'm not advocating for shirts and ties for the men and skirts and blouses for the women. I mean, if you're a preschool or kindergarten teacher who's going to be sitting cross-legged at circle time, or you're going to be dealing with everything from finger paints to the class rabbit, a stylish suit is probably not appropriate wear. But I've been in the education field for 32 years, and I've witnessed the struggle of teachers, especially in the earliest grades, to be considered professionals. Eve said it at the top of the segment, clothes define how others perceive us. How do you want to be perceived? So do you see that like button on your screen? Yes, right there in front of you in the pop-up box. If you appreciated this segment of Teacher's Aid and would like to keep the shows coming, please click that thing for me. 
Thank you. This has been Ray Pico with Teachers Aid, offering solutions to the challenges teachers face. Thanks for listening. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.